Welcome back to the Chill Like a Mother podcast. We are here with Katrina this week, and we are going to look at motherhood through the lens of matrescence and help us make sense of our motherhood experience and why so many mothers are wanting to do things differently. Hello, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So tell me, for those who don't know, Matrescence might be a word that they've not heard before or have not heard in a conversation. I know it took years for that word to enter into my motherhood kind of consciousness. What does matrescence mean and why is it important? Yeah, absolutely. Such a great question. And and yes, um, I was two years into my own motherhood journey before I heard that word. But when I did, it was like light bulbs going off. Um, so matrescence is the complete um, transformation and identity shift that a woman experiences as she enters and moves through motherhood. And whilst it was a term that was coined back in the 70s by an anthropologist called Donna Raphael, um, it seemed to get lost in the textbooks until it was um, revived um, about 10 to 15 years ago um, by some other scholars who were looking at things when women become mothers um and I just think that it has it has that power to really um change the way that we talk about the way that we value and the way that we experience motherhood because the emphasis is that it's a transition it's not a one-off event we don't just have our babies and then all of a sudden we become a mother um just like adolescence captures that transition that we go through when we leave childhood and enter adulthood um you know this is exactly what happens when when we become mums um it's transition it takes time it comes with a lot of bumps in the road um that are completely normal um and we change on every level we change Yes, on every on every level, every level. Yes, I I remember distinctly, you know, some of the moments in my own motherhood where, you know, you have this inner narrative. Nobody told me it would be this hard. Nobody told me I would be up against this. No one told me that my previous whatever trauma from whatever age was going to resurface and the brain, you know, our brain changes and our hormones fluctuate and our changes in our body, like the way that we view our body, the, like the identity shift, you know, you, you, for me, I had, I had a hospital birth and I was induced. So it was planned, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, I went into the hospital at, you know, noon and left the hospital the next day, mom. Like I was, you know, there was a time in my early postpartum where like, I didn't even know who Kayla was or who she could be in and amongst all of those changes. That is so, so true. And thank you so much for sharing your personal experience. This is it. I think we spend so much time preparing for the birth. Um, You know, all of our pregnancies, we are focused on this one moment. Um, and nobody tells us that, you know, when we have our baby, they are not the only new person that we are going to meet that day. Um, because we 
we are a newborn too. Um, we is the first time that we are entering this world where we feel that we have been split in two because we have, you know, we, it's the person that we were before and, and everything that we knew about ourselves and our world and then the mum that we are becoming. And, and, you know, I think it's really important to emphasise that, you know, the becoming because it it, it is a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the support that we need, unfortunately, um, to help us through that journey often isn't there because so much of the focus is on the child at that point in time and of course that is needed and of course that is necessary but it's a little bit like what about the (laughs) mum what about the (laughs) mum yes and what about the mum you know like (laughs) For, for anyone who's kind of like hearing this term for the first time, or maybe like this is the first conversation you've you've kind of heard about this this change, or maybe you're pregnant and you're like, you know, I, I work with a lot of pregnant people, and there is this, I want to maybe call it a resistance to really understanding what happens after, right? Because our our society and the way that modern Instagram and all of the things are geared towards is just get to the birth. Right. And then after that, you'll figure it out. And I I even saw a couple of posts about a year ago that I was really having to reflect on about like, stop telling mothers it gets worse. Like there was kind of this like series of, of posts. Um, and, and I can totally appreciate that doing therapy with pregnant people is that it, it does suck when people tell you it's going to get worse. Um, but I think through the lens of matrescence, it changes that into, it's not worse, maybe, it's just different. Yeah, you're so right. I think it just gives us a language to talk about motherhood that isn't in extremes, because I think yes. at the moment, quite often, it's either motherhood is portrayed as blissful, and it's yes. this world of pastel shades and you know natural and gorgeous children just you know looking beautiful and pristine or the other extreme is motherhood is so challenging it's it's the worst it sucks you know I hate my life you know they tend to be the two different portrayals or the you know the kind of the mummy needs a wine culture you know motherhood is is so awful but we'll just drink through it which I think is probably a lot of kind of the generation before us that is kind of how they they cope um but there is so much nuance in the middle like there's so much mm-hmm. space for more and and that is why having the language and kind of like a framework to understand that it's going to take time you can piece it together you need to take time to almost kind of unravel before you can then start to pick up the pieces and put them back together and and the answer is that you're never really going to be exactly, you know, you and your life are never going to be exactly the same way that they were. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be worse. Um, it's just going to be different. Um, and taking the time to process that um, and feel like you actually have some agency in it as well. Because I think that's the other thing a lot of time the women that I work with or speak to, you know, this, this sense of helplessness is that motherhood yes. is happening to them. To me. 
yeah yeah exactly um and yeah and I think that's perpetuated as well you know by society and by the expectations and the standards that we see and and therefore if we don't match up to what we're seeing or what's being deemed as you know a good mum then that's where we then start to feel like we're failing um when we're not we're we're, we're just you know finding our way Mm -hmm. what would you what would you define as some of those kind of like normal and I use air quotes for those of you who are not watching the video part of this, like the normal parts of that transition that can feel sticky and hard and um but that it is kind of normal and that it does need to be processed or responded to in a way that feels like you have agency or feels like you have choice in it. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think I think first of all it's worth saying that you know matrescence is a universal experience, but we will all experience it very differently. And what is right for one mother isn't right for another. And yes. some changes we will feel strongly, others we won't. So it is really unique. And I think knowing that is kind of the first step of actually feeling that you can take some control because if you constantly comparing to what everyone else is feeling or doing then it's quite easy to feel that you're um you're powerless if you're not matching up to that but yeah some typical things kind of feeling that yeah you're lost you've lost your old self but you don't really know like who this new person is or where you're going um quite often kind of that happens as well when you kind of first come out of that early motherhood fog and then you think oh hang on a minute what about what about me? Who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? So that that's really common. Um, feeling invisible and less valued. Um, you know, a lot of women struggle with this kind of label of, oh, I'm just a mum now. Um, whether having to take a pause in their careers or or just kind of you know making changes to you know their, their you know their lifestyle. Um, that can be a really big one. Um, guilt kind of feeling guilty for wanting time away from your children wanting to maybe go back to work and there's a lot of shame sometimes that comes comes you know with that of oh my god you know I I love my child you know I just need a bit of time for me um relationship changes whether that's your relationship with your partner or or even with family um you know I I experienced my relationship with my own mum that was a real friction point um, and kind of how we navigate that. Um, feeling unexpected emotions, emotions that are not allowed in air quotes, like grief and anger and resentment, frustration. Um, you know, how dare I feel these things? Um, as a mum, I'm meant to be happy and blissful and content and um, grateful. Um, so I think understanding that there is room for both mm-hmm. um that you know that ambivalence is a normal part of matrescence um and it's something that i yeah I, I i i feel very strongly that kind of maternal ambivalence isn't spoken about enough mm-hmm. um because it's so normal because it is a lot and you're just figuring it all out um you know and two things can be true at the same at the same time that really struck a chord with me. And so if someone is listening right now and they've taken a big deep breath of like, okay, 
this is like, these things are typical of the matrescence or the motherhood experience. You know, what, what do they need to know to navigate through it? Who are the people they need to talk to? Or what are the things they need to be doing to process all of that? So I think, first of all, just being aware that it's normal. First step, take a deep breath. You're not alone. It's not talked about enough because what happens when we don't understand what's happening is that we don't talk about it. We put on a mask and we carry on as if we've got, you know, everything together and everything is fine. Um, So I would say, you know, as uncomfortable as it feels, finding a space where you feel safe to be able to talk about some of the way that you're feeling, whether that is through professional channels or through friendships, families. Um, You know, I think back to my kind of early postpartum days and kind of going to like mom and baby groups. And we talked about everything apart from how we were feeling as as moms. You know, we would rather talk about poo than talk about the way that we were feeling. And I've always said, you know, if I could go back and do one thing differently in that space is I would pluck up the courage to try Mm. and talk about it um so that that's kind of one thing I think the second is really approaching this with kindness and self-compassion we are our own worst critic most of the time and it's so easy for us to focus on the things where we feel that we are falling short and not so easy to (laughs) think of all the things that we're doing well. And something that I often um, encourage my clients to do is, along with a gratitude journal, who a lot of people now do, is in that same journal at the end of the day, just to write down three things that you feel proud of that day as a mom and it could be the tiniest thing you know um mine right now is that I've got a four-year-old who really knows how to push my buttons and so quite often mine is you know I've just handled something where I didn't snap at her you know so that they don't have to be good but but just reminding yourself that you're learning this is a a learning curve and by the way you know matrescence doesn't just end with that kind of that six week postpartum check um it's ongoing because in every new stage of motherhood you are a new mum again you know mm-hmm. you're a mum to a newborn then you're mum to a preschooler then you're a new mum to a, you know someone that goes to school then you're a new mum to a teenager so that the cycle continues so yeah treating yourself with, with kindness self-compassion and questioning or interrogating mm-hmm. kind of that in a mean mama voice that comes out so often she loves to come out and, and shame us taking the time to just reflect as well on, on on these changes sometimes they happen slowly and we don't notice and then all of a sudden we look at ourselves in the memory and think who are you and that can kind of be a bit of a shock so kind of trying to find small pockets of time to just how are you feeling today how, how am I feeling about x compared to how I did two weeks ago and kind of taking regular check-ins with yourself as well can can kind of help you see how you're growing because it is it's a it can be a a time for huge you know personal growth 
Um, but it, you know, it comes with its uncomfortable moments as well. Yes. And to have so much grace and gentleness for yourself in those tough moments, because I think a lot of, well, a lot of my clients, you know, share with me that they, they want to avoid the tough moments. They just, they want to try to do everything to prevent it, which creates this real, I must prepare for everything. I must Mm -hmm. sacrifice a lot of myself in order to you know, have the right dinner on the table so that we avoid the meltdown at supper time, so that we avoid the horrible bedtime, so that we avoid, you know, there's this this cycle of, you know, I must give all of myself over to mm-hmm. this so that I can prevent any uncomfortable or tough moments, which can create so much pressure on, you know, some some of us who really struggle with things like perfectionism or emotional regulation. Um, where in that you're you're trying so hard to prevent something from happening that when it does happen you're so depleted and then that's where the the showing up like you don't want to show up moments happen right like yelling or slamming or you know this like this feeling just comes out of you because it's not um it's been kind of lingering in the background and, and not totally paid attention to which which I have been in these moments that's why I say it like that right there's there's been many moments in my own motherhood where I've gone through periods of not reflecting not checking in not feeling like I had agency feeling like everything was happening to me and that I was just along for the ride and and then time has this funny way of passing by and then you're faced with a moment you're you're faced with this new moment where you don't show up the way that you want to and then, and then that mean, that mean voice then comes in and, you know, is you should have been doing this. You should have done that. Why did you do that? Yeah, I feel that that, that resonates a lot with me. And I think also, we, you know, we, we come into motherhood with a lot of expectations for A, for what the experience is going to be, but also what we're going to be like as mothers. And I think that's another big, big mindset shift, actually, is actually taking the time to redefine what success looks like in motherhood. What are the expectations that are actually yours and what expectations have you just kind of brought in kind of with you from whether that's from family, the way that you've seen it done with the way that you were parented or, yeah, what you see in the media, social media, you know, it, it, you know, we come in carrying a lot of baggage already when we don't reflect on that and when we don't filter out what is truly ours based on our own values and what actually belongs to someone else that can cause a lot of friction, as you say, because then we have more of those moments where we don't show up the way that we we think we should. We think. Mm-hmm. Um it's a lot. It's it's um you know it it's it's not always it's not always easy to do this work as well. You know, it, it working through things that actually were kind of completely unrelated to motherhood, you know, from kind of earlier in my own childhood or what or kind of my my teens and then all of a sudden they just start to show up in other ways with with your children so um and I think that's why yeah going back to that just being gentle so so gentle and compassionate towards ourselves because we're doing a lot it's a big job (laughs) it is it is and you know the stakes are high (laughs) that's the, the learning curve is steep and the and the stakes are high because you know how I mother now 
with an eight-year-old and a four-year-old is very different than how I mothered with just a two-year-old or just a six-month-old or a four-year-old, five-year-old and a six-month-old. It's it's different at every stage and, and every every one of your children, if you if you have more than one, is also different and needs a different parenting lens or needs a different mm-hmm. parenting approach because you know, I say a lot to my new moms, like you're, you're strangers. Like you have known each other for 10 months in the womb, but you know, in those early days, early months, that first year, like you're still getting to know each other Mm. and you, you don't know what is going to comfort them or in subsequent children, what comforts one might not comfort another. And it is incredibly important to not take some of that personally. And I think mm-hmm. some of that is really connected to everything that you've said around expectations and the lens that we're viewing motherhood through and how that changes through time. And just that you're getting to know not only each other, but you're getting to know this new version mm. of you, different yeah. version. Yeah, exactly. Learning things about yourself as well that you you, you didn't know. And yeah, you're so right. I think the not take well, we don't take the time to actually get to know each other, both and I mean kind of both our, our, our child but but also kind of ourselves. It's, you can almost kind of like time kind of goes by and you just feel completely discombobulated because you think, well, how how should I get here? Like it's and and then obviously you then you know this kind of that work to then kind of process like how how you did get there. But it's it's wonderful and it's crazy and it's messy and it you know, it's just all of the things. So, you know, I, I went into motherhood kind of thinking one thing and it's turned out to be a hundred, you know, different other things. It it you know, as I said, it it can be, I think, the making of us. You know, it, it breaks us, but you know, it does put us back together as well. Oh, yes. Yes. And I think that's really, I think that's a really powerful takeaway, you know, that it will likely break you before it puts you back together again. When we resist the falling apart or the knowing how to put ourselves back together or not knowing who or how or where we need to reach out for support in that process can create some of that helplessness, that hopelessness. But when we have the language for it, we have the language of struggle, of not doing it alone, of voicing those uh, moments of shame or moments of guilt. Those are the pieces that are being put back together when we kind of break that silence and sometimes even the silence with ourselves you know I think in social media there's a lot of you know talk about talking outside of yourself you know getting professional support and how to do all of that but I think also part of that process is breaking the silence inside absolutely um yeah absolutely I think that that's that's probably the most difficult step because we don't want to admit to ourselves that we're struggling that we're finding it hard you know, I think also, you know, with with the generation that's kind of been brought up being told that we can be and do and have everything. And so when we get everything that we want and then we struggle, then we we think, we're, you know, we're doing something wrong. So that's where yeah. the self-blame comes in. And then that that's what makes it so hard to speak out. 
Um, so I think, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about normalizing, you know, conversations like this is, is what will normalize um, the, yeah, the bumps in the road that come with matrescence and that this is totally normal and that you're not alone. And likely every mother that you meet will be facing some kind of struggle or challenge, even if she looks like she has it all together. And that there are places that you can go and reach out for support um and kind of finding what what works best for you you know for some mums you know they they really want to be kind of held in circle for other mums it might be yeah going to therapy other mums might thrive more with coaching because they feel that they're you know taking some actions themselves so I think finding uh, what support looks like for you as well as that's another big um important step because it won't it won't look the same for for every mom thank you so much katrina for being thank here you. with us um i like to kind of do a i don't know what i call it kind of a rapid fire questions at the end <laughs> okay. just for some yeah. for some fun uh what's on your bedside table uh my bedside table i have a book called motherhood feminine Feminism's Unfinished Business, which I only started reading yesterday, but I, yeah, I'm actually quite looking forward to bedtime tonight so they can get back into it. Awesome. What do you do for fun? Oh, for fun. Um, well, if it's fun by myself, then I love just wandering around galleries in London, um, going to Borough Market, which is like this amazing kind of food market and walking along the riverside um so that's kind of, that would be kind of like my ideal kind of me date um and if it's kind of fun with my family then to be honest at the moment my daughter's four so she just wants to be out outdoors um so yeah so we've got some really lovely kind of parks close by so winter or autumn kind of changing with the seasons running around kicking the ball around something like that what do you do for creativity or self-expression? Um, so creativity, um, I dabble a little bit in interior design, um, but obviously that doesn't kind of give me that much scope to kind of keep keep kind of going over things. But I do love interiors um, and self-expression normally through writing. So that's kind of my outlet. Um, yeah, I love my journals and my blogs and all that kind of stuff. And where can people find you? Um, so people can come and find me either on Instagram. I'm um, at Katrina Court underscore coach um, or my website is katrinacourtcoaching.com. Um, so yeah, they're probably the best ways to come, come and say hi. Awesome. And I will include all those links in the notes below. Thank you so much, Katrina, for being here with us. And thank you all for listening and hanging out with us today. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to chat. Thanks, Katrina. Bye.